Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into the Scoop Podcast, presented to you by Johnny T-Shirt and johnnytshirt.com, your number one place for all UNC apparel. This is the Scoop Podcast, the best podcast covering UNC for all recruiting. Welcome in. A little different intro there. I'm your host, Ross Martin, joined by Don Callahan. This is the Scoop Podcast, the number one UNC football recruiting podcast in the entire world. Don, what's going on, man? Not too much. I just want to give a shout out to John for doing a good job while on vacation and dealing with us and our demands. There you go. John's editing this on vacation. Really appreciate his effort, John Siegley. All right. Shout out. Um, Quick show, guys. This is kind of a recap of all of June. We're going to recap the the whole big official visit thing. There's a couple commitments that have happened that might happen, that will happen, that we're going to um, talk about and preview. And we're going to kind of step back and give a um, kind of a, an update on different position groups and where UNC stands with um, football recruiting right now uh, on June Wednesday, June 29th. We're recording this. Uh, late morning on Wednesday, June 29th for those, um, that care. Don sound good. Any questions, comments, concerns? Um, I have a comment. Okay. All right. So what did I say heading into the official visit weekend, considering that there were, what was it? 16 official visitors. Oh, you said you were going to try to interview them all. I interviewed all of them. Wow. All uh, except well, one exception. Ted oh, oh, Ted Hudson. And, and if I needed to, I was planning on reaching out to Tad, but obviously things got a little out of control with all the commitments, all the stories and all that. Um, and, and Tad would probably be the easiest for me to get a hold of. But uh, but yeah, besides Tad, got all of them. Most of the stories have been put out there. I have a few more that I'm actually working on that I hope to post today. It's just a matter of time to get these things out, you know? So, but yes, so I achieved that goal. I don't think anyone else came anywhere close to that as far Damn. as the coverage. Talk your shit. You should post on Twitter. Yeah, I'm Don Callahan. And I said, I talked to all 16. I talked to all 16. Suck That's on right. it. Suck on it. Suck uh, on. All right. Right now, UNC has eight commitments. Things are rolling. Things are rolling. They had two more commitments come out of the official visit weekend. As of right now, um, UNC added a defensive back and a cornerback in Trey Miller, who visit, official visited last weekend, and Zachary Toby out of Florida. A sa- let's say a safety. Excuse me. Don believes he's going to play cornerback. Um, recru- recruited as a cornerback. Cornerback. So UNC added two cornerbacks out of this official visit weekend and tons of updates and information on other uh, recruits that visited too. So um, – the impact of this big official visit weekend may not be felt uh, for a while. Don, quickly, 
what are your general takeaways on the official visit weekend? We previewed it last week. Um, you know, 17 prospects, you know, massive. Day. I mean, I saw a bunch of stuff on social media, including like some like paintball or, or, or some sort of gun thing on the, on the <laughs> Kean Stadium field. Uh, lightsabers. Laser tag. Laser tag. Okay. So overall, what was your general takeaways after talking to coaches, sources, um, and recruits and families and parents about the weekend? I think overall is a huge success for North Carolina. You know, that final weekend, you're trying to, to basically finalize things with, with a lot of guys. I think that this, you know, so far we have two commitments that have been made, but I think North Carolina is going to add a bunch more of, of guys who officially visited this past weekend and, and some additional guys, obviously, I think with, with the way that the, the calendar has been evolving is, you know, June's big visit month. There'll be some commitments, but July is kind of the resolution month as mm-hmm. far as guys making their decisions, kind of finalizing things. So we'll see a lot of that. But but in addition to, you know, I guess uh, giving the last pitch, getting in the right position with with some guys that you that UNC was in a good spot with, there are guys like Joshua Horton who the official visit might have been more of like a hey, this sounds like a good trip sort of thing kind of blew him away a little bit. We have a story that kind of goes deep into that, you know, quotes from him on his thoughts on that. Um, and, and then just, you know, kind of, um, and we'll get into this more with the position stuff that you want to talk about, but just things are starting to get a little bit more organized and, and we're starting to see what this class is going to actually look like. Yeah. And, and that kind of leads well into your mock class. Is it 3.0? 3.0. 3.0 was released yesterday. Don's weekly scoop for inside Carolina premium subscribers to so check that out. I was reading that uh, last night and this morning gives you an idea, like Don said, of how the class is going to break down kind of the, the top targets and uh, no one covers it better than Don. Also read all those articles um, that are, that are posted and that will be posted about each recruit uh, coming off the official visit and um, different commitment articles. We do expect, like Don said, more commitments in the month of July um, throughout because there's no contact period. But they can still commit throughout the, the early weeks of July as more visits happen and, um, you know, decisions get made after talking with friends and family. Right, Don? Yeah. So, okay. so we're, is, we're in the dead period. There is a week at the end of July where visits will be allowed. But beyond that, July and August are, are dead periods. Yeah, and but they can still commit, right? What they just, they, oh yeah, yeah. Can, I mean, can they can call? Commit. Can they call or text or how's it happen? Yes, and I and and I believe um, I can't remember the exact rules, but I believe coaches can can still reach out and, and contact recruits also. So there's definitely communication. Okay. It's just no in person communication during dead periods. Yeah, they can't visit or anything. Yeah. Okay, cool. So UNC stands at eight commitments. Let's get into the two that we have not talked about on this podcast. On, I believe, Sunday, Trey Miller, first name Dale Miller, goes by Trey Miller. Um, interesting kind of high school career. Um, currently, will be playing for Deer Creek High School in Edmond, Oklahoma. Uh, 5'9", 165-pound cornerback. Um, high, high, I guess, mid-three-star. 5'18", in the nation. The number 54th cornerback and the number six-ranked player in the state of North Carolina. Um, Don, tell us about his high school career, how UNC uh, found him, recruited him, and then what uh, led to his recruitment um, coming from Oklahoma and Alabama and Florida and all that stuff. Yeah, so he's 
a bit of a mystery when it comes to his recruitment, just because of, I don't, I guess it's not because of the transfers, but the, the transfers contributed to it, but he, he doesn't do a whole lot of interviews. We did catch up with him after his commitment and um, he didn't, he really didn't take a whole lot of visits. North Carolina, this North Carolina official visit was his only official, his only visit in June. He took a couple of visits to nearby Auburn when he lived in Alabama um, during the spring. I think Florida State got a visit also, but that was really it for him. Uh, but basically, you know, he was at uh, Hoover, Alabama, powerhouse in the state of Alabama, play the top competition. Um, you're not going to find a, a high school that plays much better competition than what Hoover does. And uh, but North Carolina didn't really start actively recruiting him until he transferred to IMG, which does a lot of showcase practices and workouts. And, and that's where they kind of discovered him. Um, but uh, and that's where they actually he received the offer um, from but, Coach Warren, right? Um, no, from Coach. I believe it was Coach Bly okay. was the one who reached out to him. But, yeah, I mean, it was just establishing relationships with with Coach Chiswick, Coach Bly, and, and Coach Warren through the past couple of months. He just really connected with those guys. And, um, I mean, he couldn't wait to make a, make his commitment, really, to be, you know, from what he says in um, the Q&A. So definitely read that because he gives a, as the best insight you're going to find on, on his mindset and just what actually happened. Yeah, and he's got an uh, offer list that includes SEC schools, Arkansas, Auburn, um, and then ACC schools like Duke, Florida State, Boston College, Louisville, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Tennessee. Um, so a pretty extensive oh, – USC, and you know, who knows how many of these are committable, but pretty extensive um, list. It probably comes from his time at IMG and at Hoover, uh, two high-profile high programs. Um, Trey Miller becomes a Tar Heel. Now 5'9", 165. Don, what kind of player is UNC getting with Trey Miller at the cornerback position? So he's a shutdown guy. Um, I think the, the main thing, though, with him is that you know, he has legit in coverage, man coverage experience. And what I mean by that is a lot of times you're, you know, unless you play in an area like Charlotte or, you're pl- or you play in a, an area or play against the competition that Hoover plays against, you you're basically making a projection off of athleticism that mm-hmm. they can, that they have the raw tools to develop into a cover guy. But uh, Trey is a guy who's actually already done it. So you can kind of see just what he does. And even just at IMG, you know, with their scrimmages, I mean, he, he's probably going up against way better competition in IMG scrimmages than he would be even on Friday nights, no matter where he's playing. So he's a guy who has a lot of experience in, you know, basically, you know, under fire, you know, at, at the cornerback position. Yeah, very technical, very sound, knows how to mm-hmm. put corner position, open hips, speed, quickness. Um, you know, if you're going to be 5'9", you better be very quick and athletic yeah. and be able to jump and, and have good balance and all the things that come with that, um, like your boy Corey Bell. Um, <laughs> Corey Bell taking shrapnel. All right, uh, Trey Miller, that's all I got about him. Uh, Oklahoma, I mean, I guess his family moved. Is that it? Yeah, I don't know the true back background, but yeah, um, from my understanding, family moved. Um, I they didn't move to IMG. Yeah. Um, I think that just was something that they they explored for a little bit, but didn't, but for whatever reason didn't work out. But yeah, the family probably moved from Alabama. Yeah, you did a lot of exploring yourself in your high school, college years as well. Um, all right, uh, are you going to take a visit to Oklahoma? Visit him? I that that is that is not in the plans at the moment. But you never you never say never. Come back with a big hat and cowboy boots. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Trey Miller, moving on. All right. And then yesterday, Tuesday, June 28th, Zachary Toby committed to UNC, listed as a safety, ranked as a safety. Don and his sources believe have been recruiting him as a cornerback. 6'1", 175 from Ocoee, Florida. Uh, a, a low three-star, 815 in the nation. The number 66 ranked safety and the 118th ranked player in the state of Florida. Don, uh, you know, this was a new name for me. Um, what, what went on with his recruitment and what led to his commitment? Uh, I guess he kind of maybe committed uh, on campus over the official visit weekend and pulled the trigger today or yesterday. Yeah, so he was one of the guys that that um, Tartan Warren offered when he first took the job. So he's offered back in January. He took his first visit to North Carolina the weekend of March 5th, was, which was my birthday, and also um, UNC's uh, Junior Day. Uh, but they not only him and his parents not only attended the Junior Day, they spent the weekend in the area, went to South Point Mall. You just kind of explore and get a feel for the area, which is always a good sign when it comes to just where your chances are with, with, it, with a kid. It turns out he basically, you know, I guess in hindsight, made his decision then, but still wanted to kind of proceed with the process which included taking four official visits, took official visits at Boston College, Illinois, and UCF. He, you know, he kind of lays out just you know, when he actually made the decision, why, all that sort of stuff in our Q&A that we ran shortly after he committed. So definitely check that out. But, I mean, this was, this was something that probably in hindsight was done a long time ago, but needed to kind of be sure and, and kind of complete the process. Yeah, I mean, if you take an official visit to Boston College and Boston College in Illinois and, and visit UNC, there's a lot of uh, differences there. I imagine mm -hmm. UCF, I bet, is, is pretty cool, honestly. Well, UCF, a lot of people, you know, because UNC is actually there's a couple of recruitments. UNC is competing against UCF. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of buzz with that program. They're attracting a lot of top recruits to that program, and some of it is just you know, more cash kind of going into that program because mm -hmm. they're moving to the big 12, they, you know, new coaching staff and all that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. So, I mean, they're going to be a threat for years to come and they're showing it in this class. Well, former national champion. And that's they right. Got, they got the new coach. Cause the, I think they have a really fun or, or great game day environment. And I think it's, mm -hmm. I may be wrong here, but I think it's the biggest public school in, I think it, yeah, I think Florida. you're right. So it has a size of a major, major school. It has, can recruit all the talent all through Florida. So they've always been a kind of a, a power in that sense. Um, and who's the coach there? The old Auburn, Auburn coach? Uh, Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn, yeah. But also, if you remember, they went undefeated a couple of years ago, beat um, Auburn, right? Auburn in one of the... Um, Maybe. In, a, in, in one of the um, New Year's Six games or whatever it was. Yeah, they had uh, with, 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 with um, the, the Nebraska coach was their head coach. Yeah. Uh, Scott Frost. Scott Frost. I was going to say freeze. As crazy as the coaching freeze and Frost. That's right. They need to be on the same staff. That'd be awesome. Yeah, like defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. Yeah. yeah. That would work. Yep. Okay. Uh, so another cornerback. Uh, I'm looking at the cornerbacks from your mock class. Don't want to give them away, but um, so they have three committed now with Trey Miller, Zachary Toby, and Caleb Koss. Is Koss uh, safety or cornerback? So Cost is more of like a nickel star position. Got it. But a lot of people are going to be like, well, UNC's not recruiting safeties. And the thing is, is that you you recruit corners and then and this is was was Charlton Warren's philosophy his first time 
coming to when he was first here in North Carolina. You recruit cornerbacks. If they don't work out a corner, you can move them to safety. Yeah. You can't go the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cause you need the athleticism. You need those covered skills. You know, I mean, if you have that length, you can kind of play both in that size. Okay. So Zachary Toby, let's say he's six, one, um, one seventy-five. Now, how about this? How is he different than Trey Miller? When you look at the tape, like, how, how will they be different cornerbacks at UNC? So obviously the, the size is, yeah. you know, and so he's longer, he's, he's rangier. Um, and just kind of what I was talking about with, with Trey Miller in that you watch Toby's film. It's a lot of returning. It's a lot of offensive plays. It's a lot of just purely athletic skills on display. And you're thinking, okay, we can take that size, take that athleticism and kind of, mold him into a cornerback, whereas Trey, uh, Trey Miller is more of a finished product. And right. so that's the main thing is, but I mean, the size is, is where it is. And, and, um, and Trey Miller's, you know, he's quicker, um, you know, a little bit, um, you know, more technically sound, that sort of thing. Whereas Toby's a little bit more of a, a project. Yeah. And you're seeing now that, I mean, if you look at this class, UNC's not getting the high four stars, the high five stars yet. There are some still on their um, target list, but, you know, call it whatever you want. I'm not going to call it settling, but they're finding who they want, and this is when evaluation comes into play here. You find a player, you know, overall could be ranked in the 400s, 500s, 800s, and you say, hey, look, this guy's got the physical tools. He has the length, the size we want. He's got a good mindset, you know, and the rankings from that range, you could be ranked 800 and really kind of someone else could rank you 400, 500. So when you get to that point, rankings don't matter as much. So they're evaluating, they're finding someone who wants to be a Tar Heel and they're getting commitment from them. Is that kind of how you see some of this recruiting going? Yeah, I think more specifically, you know, Charlton Warren, he did this his first time at North Carolina where he doesn't, he really is, and his actions back this up. He really doesn't look at rankings. He looks at specific, I guess, um, traits that he desires in, in prospects. And those are the prospects he goes after and it doesn't matter what the rankings are. Um, and, and, and that's what this is. And his um, comfort is in Florida and Georgia. He's a Georgia native. So you're going to see, and this is the same thing it was the first time around. You're going to see a lot of defensive backs coming out of those two states from North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, well said. Good little insight into kind of how you build a class there. And each coach does it, does it differently. Yeah. And how you build a position room. Uh, great. All right. We're going to talk about another commitment after the break. Um, and as we sit right now, Don, this player is not committed. But we believe by the time uh, you hear this, he will be committed. Is that fair? Sure. <laughs> that, we'll that's... just take this out if, that, if it doesn't happen. Did I screw that up? All right, guys. Uh, appreciate you listening to the scoop. Of course, this is sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Head to Johnny T-Shirt online. Get your Brady Manic T-Shirt, your RJ Davis T-Shirt, your Iron 5 T-Shirt for your kids. Any T-Shirts are all great right at Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Great place to get gifts, support local, support UNC alumni, um, and support businesses on Franklin Street that um, support UNC, and especially online. Great customer service. They always have great sales. Get your tailgate ready. Get your football jerseys for your friends and family, Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. And for those uh, who are premium subscribers, 
you get 10% off every order with the promo code found on the tar pit and the UNC basketball premium message board. So subscribe. This is a great time to subscribe. You get all Don's VIP scoop. You get some basketball scoop coming in off of pickup games. And then as we head into training camp in August, uh, Greg and I will be presenting some team scoop. And that's always very tasty. This is not um, never been a better time to be a inside Carolina subscriber. Johnny T-shirt and Johnny T-shirt.com. We're going to hit you with some national ads to pay the bills. And be right back to talk about UNC's next commitment and break down uh, the state of recruiting for a couple of key positions for the Tar Heels. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back, Don, recording this podcast at 10, 12 a.m. on Wednesday, June 29th. Um, And in a couple hours, we believe that Tyler Thompson will commit to the Tar Heels. As you listen to this, Tyler Thompson has committed a 2023 edge um edge rusher i get the edge position six foot five 205 from panther creek high school in Cary, north carolina uh 24 7 sports three star 657 in the nation 54 ranked edge rusher and the number 21 ranked player in north carolina don ty thompson's a tar heel why did he pick unc uh, and how did his recruitment kind of go so i mean for him, he had some offers, but ultimately, most of his visits were, was to North Carolina, particularly as soon as North Carolina offered. I think he made like two visits in the three weeks that followed the offer. It was North Carolina was one of his two official visits, Michigan being the other one. He mentioned in a pre um, or a post visit pre announcement interview I did with him, just, you know, Michigan. Great school, but distance, weather, um, including in that distance, just the ability of, of family to be able to come see him play just was going to be really, really difficult for him to choose Michigan. And that's what it, that's what this came down to. And OK, and you gets their edge rusher. Uh, they may they're also recruit a couple other ones, but at six foot five, two oh five. What type of player is Tyler Thompson? A relatively new name for me. Um, would he be a jack? Do you think he'll be an edge? Could he grow into a defensive end? Uh, what do we got there? So he's a stereotypical basketball player turned defensive end guy. You know, has the the athleticism, um, the explosiveness that comes from playing basketball. Also the size, you know, 6'5", 205. Um, whereas 6'5 is kind of, I don't want to say average, but, you know, there's a lot of basketball players that are 6'5 or taller. 
in football, six, five is you're in the, the, the prototypical range right there. Uh, but, um, he's a little bit on the raw side, you know, hasn't really dedicated a ton of time to football. And so, um, there's a little bit of development that's required. Obviously, I think he's, I think he's heavier now than two Oh five having seen him, uh, uh, recently, um, but, um, still needs to kind of bulk up with all that. And he's probably a couple years away from actually contributing to, um, to a college football team. Um, but I, I think he begins at least begins at, the Jack position because of his, his edge rushing experience, but who knows what maturity has in store for him, physical maturity has in store for him um, and whether he just continues to kind of bulk up and, and maybe finds a better fit at the power end position. Power end being defensive end. Yeah. The opposite end of the um, Jack position. Yeah. And maybe you can help me out with this a little bit. I was actually talking to Greg Barnes yesterday about this kind of get a complete understanding of the defense. So UNC is moving to – it's hard to call it a 4-3, but it, it could be a 5-2, you know. So basically they have three down linemen, four down linemen, two big-bodied uh, defensive linemen like a, like a, a Miles Murphy and a Ray Vohasek. Mm-hmm. And then you have a defensive end, which is now Desmond Evans, Javari Ritzy even could be there. He could also play the three technique. So you have three of those kind of big guys, one being a defensive end. You have mm-hmm. a jack on the other end, and that guy is a pure pass rusher. Might drop in coverage a little bit, um, but is the main goal is to rush the passer. That is what the jack does, and that's mm-hmm. kind of a new position. It's essentially a smaller defensive end. I don't know if a smaller defensive end. I think more just a guy who's able to just get to the quarterback, is okay. it, to put it simply. Okay, and then um, – you have two linebackers, mm-hmm. and then as you know, we move to more spread offenses. They're gonna have five defensive backs, with one defensive back being that star, which can kind of be a you know a third linebacker at times. Will come down in the box like like we've known the nickel or the star to do, and then of course two safeties, two cornerbacks. Is that kind of yes? I explain it well. No, I think yeah. you you hit it right on the head. I mean, you know, we we just don't deal with true four threes and three fours anymore, but. You know, all of these coaches have come, kind of come up the ranks and they have like that basis that, that it kind of comes out of. And Charlton Warren and, and Gene Chizik, their base is the 4-3. And they've kind of just molded it throughout the years to kind of fit what they want, to fit modern day football. Um, Jay Bateman, his base was the 3-4 and his was kind of molded his way to, to fit modern day football. But in reality, they're there is a lot more similarities with, with how, I mean, they basically, what has happened is they've taken the best of four, three, the best of three, four, and then thrown in a um, nickel package all together. And that's what we have for most defenses. Yeah. There, I mean, there's not a whole lot of differences. There's very much the same. And they, it all depends on if it's a running down, you take out the Jack yeah. and put in another, so on a running down, you can take out the Jack put in Des Evans and put in Javari Ritzy. Yep. But you never on the message board, never say that the defenses are any close to being similar because people will <laughs> yeah. flip out. Yeah. And you could put in, you know, on a running down, you take out the Jack, put in two defensive ends, two big by defensive ends, or even a third defensive lineman and bring in like a third linebacker instead of mm-hmm. a, a nickelback. If it's like, you know, if it's um, third and uh, third and one or, or, you know, fourth and one, and then if it's definitely clear passing down, like third and 13, you would definitely bring in a jack, 
you know, maybe a lighter package on the defensive front, definitely have um, the, the star in there and maybe take out a linebacker and add more versatility at the, the back end of the defense there. That's something we're going to learn and we'll progress yeah. and have more questions on as we get to know these but, players. Yeah, and I think the the main difference, and this is not the, the rabbit hole we were trying to go down to, but to me, the main difference between Bateman and Chizik is that Chizik is going to try to make things as simple as possible for his defenders. Bateman try to make things or tries to make things as difficult as possible on the offense, not figuring out what guy is going to do what. In doing that, you do have to complicate things a little bit for your defenders. And that's what it comes down to. But basically, as far as like, you know, just the defense are running. I mean, they're so similar nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. I mean, I, I think it's important we bring you into this conversation because you talk to sources and players and coaches and you have a better understanding of exactly what they want from each position, which can help us understand where different players will fit in. All right. Killing it. Killing it. Zach, Tyler Thompson. Uh, hopefully everything goes as planned. And as you're listening to this, he is a Tar Heel. Uh, UNC gets one of their edge rushes for this class. So when you're listening to this, they'll have nine commitments with the addition of Tyler Thompson to Zachary Toby, who committed on Tuesday, and Trey Miller, who committed on Sunday. Good, Don? I am good. Okay, let's look at the old schedule here. Okay, so let's run through these quickly. I looked at your mock draft, your mock class, and you know, just pulling a couple position groups that are kind of interesting to follow that I think there's a little bit of um, question marks on who UNC will land. We'll run through them. I selected um, four. Of course, there's other positions, but uh, UNC's done it tight end. They're not recruiting a running back. They've done it quarterback. Um, so it eliminates those three on offense. Um, and then, I don't know, linebacker just didn't seem as interesting to me. Wide receiver, Don. We talked about this last week. Um, the big change is your boy Noah – Rogers committed to Ohio State. Mm -hmm. So it kind of ends that whole thing. But UNC right now may have ended it. Oh, really? Took well, that money? Not, yeah, I think what take the money and run? I I mean, there's just I think there's always until he's signed, there's always going to be at least rumors. Yeah. But yeah, I mean everyone kind of says it's not done yet. Yeah. So yeah. We'll see. In state, um, for sure. Okay, so what's going on with UNC at wide receiver? What do you expect to happen? Give us the names that that you know, not necessarily giving away your mock class, but uh, there's been some movement with with Kevin Concepcion. Who's the other dude that has a weird name? Um, Laycock? Yes. <laughs> did he commit somewhere? No, he did okay. not. He did okay. not. No, no, no. I just um, – it's not weird. It just has, you know – anyway. What's his first um, name? Uh, Nathan. That's right. Okay. Go ahead. Floor is yours, wide receivers. Quickly, let's move through these. Yeah, we'll move through them quickly. I don't want to give away a lot of stuff because I want people to read the the, the – mock class although a lot of people definitely read it uh, i was surprised by just the amount of of yep. um this is clicks this is, they got this is recruiting time right now june july is recruiting time yeah yeah so so basically i mean if you if you throw out noah rogers and and, and assume that he's done to ohio state which he is right now i'm not saying anything's going on but um there's five north carolina's looking at yeah christian hamilton paul billups Nathan Laycock, as you mentioned, Chris Culliver and Kevin Concepcion are, are the five guys. And um, all five have officially visited North Carolina. Okay. And uh, we have Hamilton is going to make it is going to make his decision on Friday. Okay. Billups is going to make his decision in August. Culliver will make a decision sometime this summer. He hasn't 
hasn't, I guess, set a date yet. Concepcion has moved up his, um, his, sorry, I'm getting interrupted. Concepcion has moved up his, uh, his announcement to sometime in July, but hasn't set a date. And Laycock also is looking at sometime in, in, um, in this summer to make a decision also. So we will have resolution by the end of the summer. Um, but uh, I guess someone right over my shoulder staring at me for some reason. Um, but anyway, so UNC is hoping to have a class of three or four. Okay. And I'm not going to give away my selections, but it gets kind of interesting, especially with, with Kevin Concepcion, because he's, he's basically down to North Carolina and NC State. I really urge you to read my story um, post his visit to North Carolina and then also read Pack Pride story uh, post his visit to um, NC State and just kind of get a feel for it, um, just where his mind is at. I truly think he's kind of, you know, a bit of a coin flip. He's probably the most interesting of the group on what's going to happen with him. But, um, but yeah, I mean, UNC should have resolution with this position by the end of the summer. Okay, five names. Don, put you on the spot here. Who is the best receiver of, the, of these five? The best receiver. I, you know, I think long-term I'm a big Chris Culliver fan. Okay. And I, he doesn't get, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to see, I think he might be the highest ranked of the, of that group. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Hamilton's higher. Um, I just, I love him. He's a legit six, three. He's long. He's athletic. He's a type of kid that right now he plays for a small school and does absolutely everything. And there've been multiple games last season where he just took over the game. You know, um, the game against Christ school, I think he had, like two or three touchdowns in overtime to help them beat a, a loaded Christ school team. So he, he's my guy for this group. Okay. So five guys, they'll all be committed by August 1st, September 1st. Yeah. Unless something changes. Okay. Christian Hamilton uh, is Friday. Keep an eye on that. Paul Billups, Chris Culver, um, Kevin Conception. That's such a cool name. Conception. Kevin Conception. 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 Uh Uh Um, and Nathan Laycock. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. O-line recruiting, I think for for some reason for me is uh, unclear. They have a commitment from Nolan McConnell Mm -hmm. um, and you have four names listed on your mock class. Just give us a brief kind of overview of the names to know and how this is going to, how it's going to break out in your opinion, break down, I guess, in your opinion. Yeah. So there, there's actually this. This is might be the most interesting position because this could go a lot of different ways. There are I have well, if you if you take away McConnell, who's committed, um, I have eight that North Carolina is recruiting, and they're probably only only going to sign a total of four or five. So I got I have um, Marquis Anderson, um, Robert Grigsby, DJ Geth, Cayman Smith. Stan, uh, Stanton Ramil, Kobe Keenum, uh, Paul Mubinga, and Big Tree, oh, yeah. Ole Watasan Babalade. <laughs> and so you look at these, if you take, a lo- you take a lot of these, not all of them, but you take most of them and just look at it individually and you say, chances are not probably going to end up in North Carolina, at least, at least from what I know and, and what people who are listeners know. Um, but I think the hope is that some of these numbers kind of end up helping North Carolina land a couple of them. 
and um, and see what happens. You know, they're definitely some. These are definitely some some heated um, recruitments. For example, DJ Gaff, mm-hmm. who's a UNC legacy. His dad played basketball at North Carolina, uh, but he lives in South Carolina in a very pro South Carolina area. His close friend, uh, Marquis Anderson, is believed to be a South Carolina lean. They took both of their official visits together. You know, it's, it's going to be difficult, even considering all that North Carolina has going for it, to land um, DJ Geth. But it's definitely a possibility. So there's a lot of these situations you can go down. We, we can go down each one of them, and we're not going to do that. But um, and just kind of break it down. And, and, and it's, it's going to be a battle. And the thinking is, 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 at least from North Carolina's perspective, is that they're going to win a couple of these battles. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Yes, yeah, so definitely I mean, they could, out. They could, they could legitimately end in a situation where a few of these guys, more than what they were hoping for, want to commit. Uh-huh. Or they can end up in a situation where not enough of these guys want to commit or somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, I want to get big tree. I'm, I'm a big, big tree fan. <laughs> the kid is awesome to talk to. Uh huh. I mean, and he looks, he, he is a big tree and move, but he doesn't move like a big tree. He moves like a yeah. Ross Martin. <laughs> now, if he was to get knocked down, what would you say? <laughs> Tim Burr? I don't know. What do we oh, say? Come on, Don. If a, if a guy named Big Tree was to get knocked down, what would you say? I don't know. What would I say? What would you say? Big tree fall hard. Big tree fall hard. You wouldn't Come say on. timber. No, you know the saying, big tree fall hard. It's like a big, it's a funny saying. Is it a funny saying? Yeah. And when someone falls down, a big guy go, big tree fall hard. All right. Moving <laughs> on. Gosh, Don, you're so like out of the loop. Yeah, um, I'm sheltered. Big dad vibes. All right. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. Offensive line. Yeah. It, it, it seems very unclear to me is, is my takeaway with the offensive line. Um, I haven't read much about, I mean, I know the name Geth and Grisby, Caden, Caden Smith's first time I'm reading this. So definitely no one stands out, right? As like a leader, like, are, are you usually leading for any of these guys? You think none of them, like, looking like, at the list, none of them have said that UNC is exactly. leading. Yeah. But a lot but, of it is, is like, I'm down to these three schools. But he, we're at a time right now where. Like like Christian Hamilton, for example, actually you know, take it back. What I said, I, well, I talked to Christian Hamilton. We had like a quote in, in the weekly scoop from him, um, but he didn't want to do an actual interview. But a lot of these kids are getting closer to decision time. They probably have a decision in mind, but they don't want to show their cards. Yeah. So you said you don't want to say I'm leaning towards this school. I'm deciding you next Tuesday. You want to say these three schools, they're equal. I'm deciding next Tuesday. Yeah. OK, cool. Defensive line. I'm pretty excited about this group. Um, I think they have a lot of talent there. They already have a commitment from Joel Starlings mm-hmm. and edge rusher Tyler Thompson. Mm-hmm. Looks like you're gonna take five, four, five, six around that range. You have five listed on your on your um, mock class. Tell us how this this group is going. And even they've eliminated, yeah, a player that UNC was you know maybe leading for leading for. It took an official visit to, to Chapel Hill. Yeah, so this, this is kind of the opposite of the offensive line group where North Carolina was in really good spot with too many guys, if you can believe that that can happen. But this actually has happened the past few recruiting classes where UNC has, has had to pass on some guys, even highly ranked guys. Um, I'm not going to give away anything, but there were a couple guys, as you mentioned, that North Carolina 
has stopped recruiting. You know, one of them was a four-star guy. Mm. Um, and then, but I mean, really this, I'm looking at this. I mean, I can name the, the names. Um, you know, we have uh, Jay Bron Harvey. We have Joshua Horton, Davon Hobbs, J- uh, Jamal Jarrett, Rico Walker, uh, Desmond Yumazulu, and Keith Sampson, who's committed to Florida State, but officially visited North Carolina over the weekend. UNC's in a great spot with all of these guys. And in some of the situations like Horton and Sampson, maybe a couple of weeks ago, you wouldn't have said North Carolina was in a great spot, but the official visit and some other developments have, has put North Carolina in a much better spot. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I have my projection. You can check out on the mock class, but I mean, you know, there, there are a couple of options who can, who can pop on to this later on. Okay, uh, specifically, like J. Brown Harvey is making a is he making a decision soon? Yeah, he's sent until he's scheduled for Friday. Okay, J. Brown Harvey, in-state guy, Jamal Jarrett's a big name that everybody knows out of Grim- Greensboro, Grimsley. Okay, we know those guys. Joel Stallings committed. Todd Thompson's committed. Um, what's going on with? Um, and I know I actually didn't read your article on um, Keith Sampson. Florida State commit at a Newburn, you know, East North Carolina guy. Well, what's going on there? Because that seems like a guy that could really boost UNC's recruiting class. Yeah, he he committed to Florida State in early March and basically shut it down. And that was after, I mean, he took a ton of visits last summer, a ton of visits going all over the place during the season and um, just decided to commit to Florida State. He his dad, as I think it was his dad first reached out to me a couple of weeks ago, said, hey, this is what we're thinking about doing. Wanted to kind of give you the heads up. And then and they ultimately ended up scheduling the official visit to North Carolina to be part of this big weekend. They also took an unofficial visit to NC State. Uh, obviously, Florida State still involved. Those are the main three right now. He's opening the door for others. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if because uh, he's going to take his recruitment into the season. Um, but it, so it wouldn't surprise me if some of these schools maybe um, were recruiting him previously who had stopped recruiting him, but maybe didn't didn't land their top targets, kind of come back in on him and, and expand this race a little bit. But um, I mean, North Carolina is in it. I mean, you know, he's still commit to Florida State. Yes. Yeah. So obviously they're they're ahead. But, uh, you know, I have a story that kind of gives you his, his thought process and just where he's at and what he truly thinks about North Carolina um, that kind of breaks it down. Definitely going to read that um, after I get off with you here. Uh, It just seems, man, driving to Newburn to Chapel Hill. That's a, that's what two hour drive. I mean, that's easy. Yeah. yeah, Florida State's not easy to get to. Yeah. Cause you you can't, there's like no, no direct flights. Um, And man, God, Newburn is so close. Chapel Hill. That's, that's, that's Carolina country. All right, Enrico Walker, uh, you know, one of the bigger names I've definitely been paying attention to. What's going on with him? He took an official visit to UNC last weekend. Yeah, I mean, um, definitely read my post-visit interview with him. Okay. Give, you, give you some insight. So he, he also took an official visit to Maryland a week prior. He plans on taking three other official visits during the season. Won't make any sort of moves until the season. At least that's his plan right now. Um, and... Uh, you know, he's visited North Carolina a lot. He says that um, he's visited North Carolina and Tennessee just as much. North Carolina makes sense because it's an in-state school. Tennessee is a little bit, to me, is, is you know from from a UNC perspective, is a little bit worrisome that he's visited there so much, especially with you know um, his dad's 
former recruiter is on staff there at Tennessee, which mm. will only help with, with the comfort level. Um, but, and then, and then also um, Rico has become very close with uh, the quarterback commitment from Tennessee, who is, you know, the $8 million man supposedly from the NIL deals. So that's, you know, he, Rico went out to Las Vegas to play for that kid's seven on seven team, which, mm-hmm. you know, obviously speaks to just their comfort level. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot going on and, and, you know, Auburn, which is where his dad played is, is involved. George is involved. There's a couple of other schools. I'm sure his, his race will, will settle down a little bit more. You know, he, had, he plans on releasing like a top schools list over the summer and that will give us a little bit of insight. But I think um, his actions during the season where he visits will tell us a lot more than that. Okay. All right. I think we're going to skip defensive backs. I feel like with the commitments, we talked about that class. We can obviously approach that later on. Uh, Don, good stuff. Uh, what went on with the laser tag? How Do you know anything about that? I mean, I don't know specifics, but they basically set up Keenan Stadium with like um, tackling dummies. Was there tackling dummies? Yeah, I think they were kind of like the laser tag. Yeah, thing. so I mean, um, yeah, and they just played laser tag in, in the stadium with with just you know different obstacles and all that sort of stuff. Interesting. What's yeah. to do with the lightsabers? That's just part of the whole um, photo shoot thing. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm assuming you don't look at this stuff a lot on Twitter, but I mean, some of the other schools go way beyond any of that. Yeah, it's getting it's, too much. It's getting too much. It, it really has, and I actually. Um, I actually talked to Mac Brown about this um, and, and he's like, this is, this is absolutely nuts with, you know, and, and I agree with them. I mean, I, I, maybe it's just a generational sort of thing, but I just feel like maybe one time doing it, but after a while putting on all those jerseys and the pads and the, you know, I don't know. I mean, would yeah. you be, would you enjoy it yeah, multiple times? No, I don't know, dude. It's so different. Like I can't put myself into the mind of a 17 year old boy. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I never got recruited for anything, but there's a sense of like, it's a lot of flash, but no substance. So like yeah. at some point, the schools that bring substance and talk to the mom and dad and bring you into the room and it's not all the flash it's about, you know, we're going to make you a better man. Here's our nutrition plan. Here's our training system. Here's how we're going to use you focus on the ball instead of just like all this flashy stuff, like eating lunch in a at a hangar, like a, a private jet hangar in Louisville yeah. and taking photos with the cars. Um, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's and you're like, going to make decisions off of that. Yeah. And then the, the NIL stuff, I guess we could talk about this forever. We won't get into it now, but like, I don't get paying a high school kid 8 million or whatever, even like a hundred K like you don't, these kids, they might not a, pan out. There's a bus rate on 50% of the class. You look at yeah. some of these classes when they're seniors yeah. and there's, six to seven to eight left in the class because the four-star transferred the five-star didn't develop you know quarterbacks they transfer all the time because there's only one position the running backs um you know look UNC's had multiple four-stars transfer in the last year because they don't all pan out slash they get over recruited slash a three-star beats them out so it's I can't I mean maybe these guys have money where it's like doesn't matter yeah but I would much rather put money towards some real estate or a beach house and into the pocket of a, of a high school kid, hoping that he brings your team another win. Um, yeah. Well, this is a topic I would love to dive into, but I, yeah. like you said, I think this, this is like a, 
30 minute conversation at least. Yeah. Um, we, we had time with Mac Brown last week and, 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 um, and Patrick, uh, Suttis too. And that was definitely a topic of discussion. We might need to have Pat back on or somebody talk NIL because it's changing so much. Yeah. And as a whole another recruiting cycle comes through with official visits, it's evolving and how it's being used. I think it's going to reach a point where it kind of levels out, yeah. you know? So, all right, Don, good stuff. As under an hour, uh, talked about three commitments. Hopefully, Tyler Thompson commits to Tar Heels, and that's not an issue for John, our editor, over there across the pond. Anything else from you, Don? No, just just need to get working on some more stuff. There you go. The always exhilarating Don Callahan. All right, guys, we may not have a, a podcast for a week or oh, wow. two. Yeah, we're going to take a little break as well as the dead period hits. Uh, we did back-to-back here in June, um, and, you know, we may do them after a couple commitments to recap, but nothing's on the schedule for now. I think both of us are going to take a little vacation also in July, which may affect our ability. Together. To- yeah, could you imagine? Um, I feel like we would vacation very differently. <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to St. Thomas. How about that? Uh, my parents go there all the time. Really? Yeah. You, yeah, I gotta- do you want a cruise? No, we may do like a boat cruise, but oh, um, gotcha. going uh, three nights St. Thomas, three, two nights in St. John's, send your recommendations. Uh, have not booked places to stay yet, so that's still up for – it looks like a pretty big island, so there's a lot of places to stay. Gotcha. All right, little St. John's talk, St. Thomas talk there. Don, appreciate your time. We will talk to you next time. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Inside Carolina Podcast Network and subscribe to the YouTube page. And if you want to watch us on YouTube, you can do that on youtube.com backslash inside Carolina. Thanks, Giant T-shirt, giantt-shirt.com, and we'll talk to you next time. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a dude average 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.